Uh, for all I know, we're actually live. We are actually live. <laughs> we're live on the Facebook right. right now. What's going on, Ray Ellen and Katie Day? Um, so I'm looking forward to today's conversation because um, I think that nobody's who's in the world of content marketing or social media, I think we all know that, you know what? It sounds really easy. Oh, create some videos, create some content. But the reality is you're trying to create content that works across platforms or is specific to a platform and the burden of content creation is a real thing. And so today I want to talk about slicing and dicing content um, because if there's anybody out there watching or listening who's like, hey, I'm trying to create these video shows, I can't keep up. Everybody keeps telling me to make more content. I can't keep up. I want to talk about how to be efficient in recycling content we've already got to get more content out of it. I call it um, maximizing your content mileage. So Ray Ellen, Katie Day, I'm, I'm excited you're here. Hopefully our live stream is not glitchy. I look a little glitchy on the screen. I'm not going to lie. Um, but we're going to make the best of it. Um, I, got, I have a first question to start off real quick, and we'll start with Ray Ellen. Ray, walk us through sort of your content strategy or philosophy, if you will, in terms of how to approach making content um, and quickly tell them who you are too, in case they don't know. And then I want to just learn from you what you're doing to be more efficient in your content strategy. Okay. <laughs> so I'm Ray Ellen. I'm a real estate agent. I also own uh, a brokerage. We have three offices here in Arkansas. Hopefully we'll expand across the globe one day. Uh, but my content strategy that I'm using now started way back in the day. I mean, uh, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk was kind of first on the scene with the Wine Library TV in 2006. And I told my wife back then, like, somebody should do this for real estate. So um, in 2015, 16, started doing some video stuff. And at the time, it was uh, groundbreaking. No one had done a listing video in our area. And then as we got busier, I started that real Q&A show. And we started taking portions of that real Q&A show and then redistributing them as individual questions instead of yeah. the whole show. And so over time, saying all that to say, over time, our content strategy has evolved to include this slice and dice portion. And so anything that we're creating, we're looking for an opportunity to create content around that. And I should also say anything that we're doing in real estate, we're looking to create content around that because you just don't have enough time in the day to sit and make content. You got to sell houses and stuff too. So for instance, when we're door knocking, we're creating content around the door knocking. When we are uh, sending mailers or when whatever we're doing real estate related, we're creating content around that. And we're also creating content around creating content. So when we're in the studio doing a shoot, we have someone there taking photos of us doing the studio, the, the shoot in the studio. This right? is kind of like having a mirror in front of you and behind you, kind of one of those things. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. But it's it creates like another another piece that you could post on another day that references content later. And so one of the big reasons that I love the slice and dice type of thing that you're talking about today is because you can also recall attention to something that you've put out previously. Uh, yeah. So several times I've put out like just a piece of a listing video or something like that, that recalls to a listing video that I've done in the past. Or recently I'm doing those uh, 10 tips for people that have to sell a house and buy a house. And so I've, I'm doing these 10 tips, but I only put five of them out on our website and I embedded the Instagram video into that blog post. So it again, recycles the content. Now I have a blog post about it. And because I only shared five, I created one more. So I have six, right? So this one goes to 11. Uh, but uh, the next post then will be about the next six. And so uh, that's two blog posts that I'm getting additional usage. And then uh, we're going to do similar to what the FARS did, which is 
create one video with all of those pieces and you know a couple of graphics we'll add stuff there and then that will will release as an igtv version of the reels that we've been doing so um the content strategy is creating a piece of content but the multi-use of that content having uh having several purposes one it takes the pressure off you creating content multiple times Two, it calls attention to the content that you've previously created that is relevant in that moment. And then three, it helps you get additional feedback from other bits of content that may be more effective yeah. than the entire piece. So if yeah. you just take like the excerpt of the funny part and you put that, then that's going to entice someone to watch it. And it's also just a better piece of content than the whole thing. So why don't we do like this? So like, let's just break this down because I think as people are watching, they may be actually feeling a little bit overwhelmed in terms yeah. of, oh my goodness. That was a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> He's doing a lot. Let's call it top level content, which is like your main content. And then we'll talk yeah. about how you layer down and repurpose that content. So I'm looking at your Instagram now. Um, I yeah. definitely see these lifestyle shots you talked about when you're at your listings or whatever, photographers yeah. doing that. Um, and then and I'm looking also, through, go ahead. We also take pictures of the lifestyle photographer taking pictures. So that's an additional piece of content on the lifestyle photographer. Yeah. So, so I think right there is actually an actionable point for folks is everybody should be looking at their day and saying, hey, what are the Instagrammable opportunities in the course of my day? Um, how can I capture this with a phone, with a camera? How can I use what I'm doing today in the field or at the office or in my house or whatever to be capturing footage and creating content? And, and I think a lot of agents feel the pressure of, oh, well, I can't, I, I don't have time to post right now. And I think you would say, you think I'm posting it right now? I'm not posting it right now. I'm just grabbing the content so that when it comes time to post it, I'll attach a caption to it. But the thing that you're really good at with when I'm looking at your, um, which by the way, they can follow Ray. He's Razorback, R-A-Y-Z-O-R-B-A-C-K on Instagram. When they look at you there, all these lifestyle shots, you are the man in terms of just getting all these, I call them stock shots, um, just capturing them in the field and having a whole yeah. library just to go to on a regular basis. Yeah. Okay. It I feels didn't a little bougie as a big bearded guy, but uh, I, I spend Dude, you like are, you're three hours. <laughs> so <excellent. laughs> no, and, my, and some of my friends are like, okay, lifestyle shots, but yeah, I'm laughing all the way to the bank. Like it's, it's making leads for us. And you know, the, what I do in the way I, I went through a couple of photographers, I found one that kind of closely relates to me now and they, yep. she gets what I'm putting out. So yep. I give her the ideas now it's taken us a couple of months to kind of figure it out, but I give her the general ideas and then she helps me come up with the shots that communicate those ideas. Cause she's way better nice. at that part than I am. Which, and Hey, so real quick we, interruption. Sorry, public service announcement. If you're watching, we are monitoring the comments. This is live. If you want to jump in and ask a question for clarity, nice. we, I am looking at them. So I think at least there's a screen that says comments and reactions. Hopefully they're coming in. Right. Keep going, man. <laughs> so, uh, we spend like three or four hours. Uh, we'll usually have like a quick meeting to talk about what we're going to do. And then we'll spend three or four hours taking all the shots, multiple changes of clothes, different environment shots. And then I have like 30 shots that I can use over the next month, month and a half, depending on how often I post them. And so sometimes I just have like general ideas. I know what I'm going to post and then I just kind of come through and post those as I, as I, like you said, grab the image that morning, come up with the idea and post it. Yep. Uh, Katie Day says hi in the chat. Oh, hi, hi Katie. Katie. Thanks for joining us. Um, how do you, Ray, though, determine which glamour shot you're going to post each day? Because you have so many. Yeah. You're very and glamorous. So good. Is that difficult? Yeah, it is. Uh, and there's some days, most days, I have three or four that I really love. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, but I know that I know that eventually I'll go through them all. One of the things you have to be careful of are the seasons, though. Uh, so, like, there were some that we uh, shot late uh, September, October, 
and I couldn't use those in the dead of winter because it would have looked awkward uh, because there were no trees, no leaves on the trees, and there were a little bit. So now I'm actually, in the next couple of weeks, I'll be reusing some of those because it still looks like springtime because there's still a couple of leaves on the trees and stuff like that. So you got to be a little bit careful that you're getting the relevant stuff out there pretty quickly and that doesn't yep. look odd. Uh, but for the most part, you know, having knowing that I will go through them all eventually, I usually change up, you know, I don't post the same outfit over and over and over. Although Christmas and October, there was a lot of plaid going on. Uh, but I do change it up from day to day to try to pick something. And I also will pick something that kind of hits, right? So if there's yeah. something I'm like, huh, this is something that is on my mind lately, then I'll post that. So I think my big takeaway, and I'm going to go to Katie in a second here. My big takeaway that I heard in that monologue, for lack of a better word, from Ray was really thinking through how can I capture in the field activities, behind the scenes activities, how can I capture us capturing activities how can I have media, photos, videos, whatever that I can go to whenever I need them? Because I think like a lot of agents are like, I don't have anything to post today. That's never an issue for yeah. you because you've no. stockpiled so much stuff that you can post with photos, yeah. images, videos, whatever. It's always there because you're collecting all the time. Katie, let's yeah. go to you for a second. Go ahead, Rafe. Finish up. I was just going to say, I know Katie was kind of half joking, but that is generally the problem is like, man, I've got so much stuff I could post today and I got to figure out what, what I want to, how I want to pare it down, what I want to do. Fair point. And I Katie love, I love Ray's Instagram, so I'm not throwing shade. I love it. So <laughs> I do too. What he got. Katie, tell us about what you're up to in terms of content strategy. What, and I'd love to talk about this through the lens of top level content. Like what's my arms over here, but I'm in the middle top level content. Um, in terms of what are the flagship things that you are drilling down from They're sort of your sources of content. And then how are you guys approaching it strategically? Yeah. So uh, as far as content goes, I think we have some more curated stuff, right? So like the longer form video um, and, you know, more planned out stuff. And then we have more on the fly things. So like, as Ray was saying, you know, the stuff that we're documenting our day, we're documenting what we're doing. Sure. Um, sometimes the behind the scenes of, you know, a photo shoot or um, a property photo shoot or a lifestyle photo shoot or whatever that may be. Um, but that will fall into like, you know, the brand stuff, the educational stuff, the area stuff and Houston stuff, right? And then our, our properties and listings. So those are kind of our pillars, right? Yep. And then, you know, half of it's curated and half of it's like, oh, this would be cool. Let's take a picture or a video or whatever. So, um, you know, more of the long form and curated stuff will normally cut down or re uh, refer back to, or one of the things that Ray was saying was like, w when you're having um, or creating those series, right? Where you have right. different questions that you're answering and you're compiling them into a video or putting them in a blog post, you can also now do Instagram guides, which is right. pretty cool. Tell um, us more so about that. Um, yeah. So Instagram guides are a new feature, I guess, um, that if you go to your Instagram profile and you start, you know, scrolling over, you've got reels, you've got IGTV, you've tagged posts, and now there's also guides. Um, so if you just Google Instagram guides, they can give you a pretty easy way on how to make them um, and just basically link up previous posts. So basically I've done that with basically the Pinterest board of Instagram is pretty much what it is. Yeah. And it's cool too. Cause you can, you can link your posts or you can link other people's posts. So like if you're trying to do something on like top 10 places to grab coffee in, you know, Houston or Nashville or Arkansas or whatever, right. Like you can link up those coffee shops posts. So you're able to kind of pull content that's, that's not right. necessarily yours and it links back to them. Um, right. So you don't always have to make it yourself. That's awesome. Um, love that. And I think what you said that stood out to me is like, you guys are on a really set rotation 
of, hey, we have a certain a certain mix of content videos and posts that we make. And it's kind of like almost like a typewriter where we type, 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 line break, go to the next line and we do it again. What is that mix? Is there like, can you walk us through your schedule of content just so we know what it consists of? And by the way, they can follow along. Um, your Instagram is move to TX Texas for Katie day. Move me. Yeah. Oh, is it move me? Sorry. Yeah. I just type in M O V and then you pop up in my search. (laughs) (laughs) All good. All good. Um, yeah. So as far as for a week, we, every Wednesday and Friday, we do a neighborhood spotlight video. So that's something, um, showcasing a local business in our area. Every Saturday we do a market update and then throughout the week. So those are our curated. We know those are being posted. Um, and then throughout the week, we will generally do the more lifestyle photos or the reels or answering questions. So normally we'll have a larger kind of theme amongst the week or the month or whatever it may be of, you know, answering real estate questions or answering business questions or, you know, answering buyer questions or whatever it is. And those will kind of be peppered in throughout the week. How um, far how far out are you guys uh, filmed up and ready to roll? Or are you running and gunning? Yes. So, <laughs> yeah, um, it depends on the day, man. I don't know. No, um, we are, we try to stock up as much content as possible. And I was actually just got a text message from our videographer. So it looks like we're, we have everything through the second week of April. Okay. Like Three shot out. and done. Yeah. And then, you know, we always try to buffer that as much as possible, but with like, you know, business schedules, our videographer schedules, our team schedules, like it's, it doesn't always go that way, but um yeah, he actually just sent me a message, so funny. Okay, and and both of you, speaking of videographer, have full-time videographers on staff, correct? Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. All right, so both of you are producing a lot of video content, a lot of sort of image-based content. What channels are you active on? Instagram, Facebook, what else? Me personally, I'm the most active on Instagram. I started putting focus in that last October. And actually, if you go to my stream, there's this moment where I'm like jumping up and clicking my heels. And that kind of marks the moment where everything on my Instagram changed. It all became way more intentional, way more bougie too. But uh, the videos were different. Everything became different that day. And so you could kind of go back and look at that and you'll see the change. Um, it became the number one landing place for me, even more so than a website right now. My website's kind of under construction because I'm changing it to reflect the Instagram. We have it. We do a little bit of YouTube. Most of my agents are doing more YouTube than I am because that's, you know, my focus is pushing them forward to that. So although we're doing some of it, my personal YouTube is not really developed yet because I've put so much focus on Instagram. So Instagram has become like my most active platform. Uh, Facebook would be second tier, uh, only because I'm still getting lots of leads from that, but more so now on the personal side, because it costs so much more for me to get the same activity that I could just a couple of years ago on Facebook and generate the same number of leads. That's way more expensive than it used to be. So mainly my Facebook usage is still, you know, going for my and putting some stuff on my personal Facebook and, you know, out there in the world. So I would say that, you know, if I had to pick pillars for a real estate agent, I would say uh, your own website, you need something, a blog post, someplace for people to land, but you don't need to neglect Instagram. And then I'll go YouTube. Um, I think Me there's too. a lot of, there's a lot of disdain right now on, on Facebook. Yeah. I, so for me, I've, my philosophy has always been kind of Instagram to everywhere. I find Instagram to have a pretty wide array of types of posts. You have your reels, yeah. which is your short form videos. You have long form videos with IGTV, you have photos and, captions. And so it kind of is a good 
space to start with my content creation that can then go from Instagram to everywhere. Katie, what about you? Where are you the most active? Yeah, I would I would agree on the the Instagram. Um, number one for us is definitely Instagram, and um, yeah, just because you can put so many different types of content up there. Um, and then I would say from there, um, YouTube has taken a pretty strong second place mm -hmm. just for the exact same reason that Ray said with Facebook. So, you know, we were producing very high quality leads from Facebook, you know, paid advertising, things obviously change with ads and, you know, locations and all the things. So, you know, when we started to see a decline in the quality of those, um, it just didn't make sense to pour money into that. Um, so it's been great because YouTube has, has really been beneficial for us over the past, I would say not even six months, probably four to four to six months. Yeah. And I can't honest, I mean, this isn't really the theme of our content today, YouTube, but I can't say enough about you should be positioning yourselves on YouTube, um, with some of the privacy changes upcoming on Facebook and will in fact, affect Google too, and everything online search-based content where people are searching for your content is going to become really relevant, which means your blog matters. It means your videos on YouTube matter tremendously because YouTube's a search engine. Um, so I would, it's not really our topic today, but I would echo these, these two and say, yeah, YouTube needs to be sort of front and center in terms of your strategy as far as content goes. But let's get back to the well, slice well, and dice idea. Go ahead, Ray. I was going to say, it, do, it does kind of go back to the slice and dice because with YouTube shorts coming out, which are one minute pieces of content, then I know that most YouTubers are saying you need to develop longer form pieces of content, like nine to 10 minutes. And so you have this gap of this three minute window that I think IGTV is perfect for. Me too. And I, I don't, I don't really look at Instagram as a place for long form content. I look at YouTube more as that, that safe haven for it. So I think there's a way that Instagram and YouTube kind of play together and marry to each other for this slice and dice thing. So you could produce a 10 minute piece of content. Then you take a one minute section of that and maybe you have two or three one minute sections that are kind of the fun, the greatest hits. You yep. release those as YouTube shorts. You take 30 second segments of that and you have several reels that you put out. You have two or three, three minute segments of that that go out on IGTV. And now you've taken just one piece of 10 minute content and you're everywhere with it. And, and I, not including what you could do with TikTok. Well, and I think that's where we have to be thinking right now in terms of, okay, um, if I made a podcast, how many different ways could I slice and dice that podcast and get content out of it? I could get a transcription and upload it as a written blog form. I could do the full length right. on YouTube. Then I could put it on Anchor and distribute it as a podcast to Spotify, to Apple, to whatever podcasting apps you want through Anchor or something like that. And then I could create the chops, the little short versions, the teasers of it. And I could, in an hour long podcast or a 30 minute podcast, how many different chops do you think you could get? I mean, at that point, it's you're dealing with, yeah. it's the same problem Ray's got with all of his handsome photos. He It's hard to pick one at that point. You know what I mean? If you're yeah. chopping imagine, it up. Imagine how many podcasts he has, you know? So he's just yeah. content, content <laughs> so heavy we, over well, there. We, we do the podcast and there's still avenues that we're not even touching, right? So we have the one hour podcast. Every story that we cover in that gets its own chop. But then we also have ways to put that out on audio only that we're not touching. Uh, we do have the audio only version of the podcast, but you could also put like, audio only blurps up here and there on reels or on IGTVs yeah. and things like that. And we're not even doing that. So there's just, there's almost, once you create a piece of content, when you really sit down and look at the opportunities to take that piece and to go everywhere with it, that alone can overwhelm you. So don't worry about the gobs and gobs of content. Yeah. Just take whatever you're currently doing and see if you can recycle that. Well, and I think, so I think that is the exercise to be done. And I think about like, 
as a viewer or a subscriber to those channels, I appreciate it. I mean, think about Tom Ferry, for instance. Yeah. I'll be honest and say, I don't watch every minute of every podcast. It's a lot of content, mm-hmm. but I appreciate I Sorry, but I appreciate <laughs> it when he does the throwbacks. He does the throwback yeah. Thursdays and clips and chops. So I don't miss the most important pieces because they're taking the time to go back and clean up the little pieces and make sure they put those front and center. So I think the spirit of this is not necessarily how do I get more, how do I make it look like I have more content? That's not really the idea. The idea is how do I recognize that not everybody is watching or listening to everything I say or do? How do I make sure that my content gets its day in the sun to the benefit of my viewers, my audience, my followers, and so forth? Like we were talking about this before we went live. On my own Instagram, um, I was playing a game with one of my coaching clients. We were talking about how nobody actually reads your captions was sort of the game we were having. So I was like, let's just do an exercise. Let's screen share. I'm going to put my own Instagram up there. And I want you to tell me, I'm going to click through my posts and you tell me the ones you actually read. And I was, she was like, pass, 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 pass. And I was like, see? And I was like, let's do yours next. Which ones did I actually read? And I was like, pass, pass, <laughs> pass, pass. And we were like, okay, I get it. People are scrolling through their feeds. They're not really seeing every little detail, even though I psychoanalyze every little detail of a post. And so what I started doing is, um, it was actually my wife's idea. She was like, hey, go through your captions and find little quotable moments and then do quote cards, do tweet screenshots. So like, if you this is a little hack for me, but if you go to my Instagram, if you ever see a picture of me with a quote on it or a tweet or whatever, I'll bet you money I already wrote it in a caption that you never read. <laughs> I'll bet you money because I'm trying to repurpose the content. Um, yeah. If you're going to put yeah. the work into it, I believe you should get mileage out of everything you post. That's just my philosophy. Um, That's so smart. Katie, what about you? Where are you thinking the opportunities exist for agents, like the obvious no-brainer opportunities to, hey, slice and dice those types of content pieces to get more mileage out of them? You're yeah, I mean, spot. definitely what we... I know, right? What we kind of touched on is, you know, taking that longer form and cutting it up is always really beneficial. Um, Making the quote cards is really good. I think, you know, even with property tours and things like that, I found that we started to cut cut up the property videos and use those as just sold videos, right? So like, hey, maybe it had a really cool pool. Maybe we have an awesome drone shot flying over the house, whatever it may be. We can cut those up and say, hey, for more information, link in bio or for more information, click here or whatever it is. But like, let's be real. No one's watching our property videos unless they're a skit online. You know, if it's just a normal property video, like, of you know, as we do standing outside of the house right. and then, you know, it's a tour, like people generally don't watch that in their entirety. Right. Um, so, you know, putting some cool moments, you know, the kitchen is an awesome kitchen, the pool, the yard, whatever it may be, um, has something has been something that we've started to do a little bit more, um, just to, again, kind of repurpose that content. Um, one thing too that we haven't dug into as much is taking those property tours and making them into reels. Um, we've talked to our videographer about starting to, to do that himself instead of him sending it to me and me doing it just so it actually gets done. Um, but I mean, that's another one. Um, to that they're point, super popular. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I was gonna chime in. To that point, I've got teams I coach where the videographer is so busy on their team, for instance, filming content and editing. We, we've been going to colleges and we've been running advertisements for paid internships right now. And we're hiring what we call B editors. And their only job is to comb through existing content and find 30 second clips here and there and 60 second clips here and there. And are you writing that down? Yeah. Um, all they're doing is finding the little clips and chops and editing it. It's part of their internship. And 
because I think that's the challenge for a lot of folks is they're so busy making the stuff to go back and see, okay, what do I already have that I'm working with that I could reuse that maybe didn't get its day in the sun that it deserved? Anyways, I love yeah. the idea of the reels, taking 30 second little highlight clips or whatever of your listing videos. That's super smart. Super smart. I, I kind of well, derailed especially with reels being No, 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 no. And especially with reels being so um, popular and so, you know, pushed up so, so high with the algorithm and everything right now, it's like, you need to play, play, play Instagram's game until they change it. So. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I'm reading through the comments here. So Julie made a comment that the challenge is writing the script and being able to break it up appropriately. Then Victoria commented toward her. Exactly. I'm working small scale right now, 45 to 60 seconds, trying to step into video and pulling out 15 second reels. I'm also finding myself recording them separately. So I think, I mean, we can comment on those things. I certainly think that the first step here is getting yourselves on a regular cadence of making that top level content, right? And, and Ray, I think you made an interesting point before where it's like, okay, the three of us seem to value the blog, Instagram, and YouTube a lot as kind of the, the mainstays of content, or at least the places to store that content. I, I'm not saying like TikTok or Snapchat or anything else isn't worth doing. It's your prerogative, whoever you are watching. Um, but Ray, you talked about like, okay, you've got your really short like story types of stuff, which are any of you doing like planned content for stories or is it all kind of off the cuff? Mine's planned. In what way? Uh, well, so, uh, you know, when me and you talked the other day, um, you said, you know, hey, let's take a look at your Instagram name. It's Ray Zorback. You know, yeah, I saw, I, 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 I lost. So I saw that. I, did. I yeah. lost. I saw, I well, voted was... for finish the story because they don't know the story finish the story <laughs> <laughs> so instead of just changing my instagram username i just let everyone vote on it and it was kind of like a moment where i was like you know this will do a couple of things one is it'll raise awareness of what my username actually is and it'll start conversations with people it'll have a lot of engagement and interaction maybe i was actually surprised at the amount of passion people had towards my username it was one way or the other 80% they did not want you to change it. <laughs> did not want me to change. I think there's probably like 20% of those that just hate change period. So I'm going to go with, you know, there's probably, you know, it, it may be closer, but I was surprised at how many people were passionate about it, but that, you know, stories are for engagement. So anytime I think of like a question or something that I could get people to engage with my story, the, the more engagement and I on purpose did not post a lot after that. I just kind of wanted to wait and see what happened. And it was that story got delivered to more people than any of my other stories that I've put out recently. And it wasn't like I stacked it with other stories or put a personal story behind it. So it was forced myself back up the bubble. So what Instagram was doing is saying a lot of people are engaging with this. We're going to slide it up there and have people keep engaging with it. So anytime I think of a question or something interesting, I try to put that on a story in a way that people will engage with that story. Um, so all, most of my stories are planned like that. It's not like I'm sitting here saying, okay, what stories on my calendar am I going to do? It's just, it's planned in that I'm, I'm doing this one thing right now. How can I make that engaging for someone else? Like, do I do a poll? Do I do questions? Do I do a slider? What do I do to make people engage with this? Well, and, to, and just to break this down for viewers and you guys tell me what you think about this. I think it'd be important to say, all right, let's, let's a establish what are the channels I want to be active on? So let's assume it's my blog, YouTube, Instagram. Let's just stop there for the time being. B, what are the, the vacancies in terms of types of content I need to fill? What are the formats that they're looking for? So we have like the short, short form story content. 
We have the short form vertical videos like reels and stuff, which are like up to 30 seconds, which could be done on YouTube shorts or reels, theoretically. We have the longer form videos. We have the really long videos for YouTube or the deeper ones. And those, like, what are the different, is my question making sense? Like, what are the different pockets to be filled in terms of types of content? And what would y'all say to that as a strategy content planning perspective goes? So it's, it's, for me, it's less about what needs to be filled and more about the timing um, and how fast you can fill those. So reels more often, right? 10 minute pieces of content, maybe once or twice a month, three minute pieces of content, maybe once or twice a week, um, yep. or maybe, maybe once a week on a, on a good three minute piece of content. So I would kind of go through that cadence and, and fill them all, but think about the timing. You know, once you create that 10 minute piece of content and then release it, then you take several 30 second pieces until you run out. So when we do the Beard of Minute Real Estate show, okay. we'll do chops of each one of those articles and each one of those articles gets put out until we're out of articles to put out. <laughs> so yeah. then sometimes we'll go back and do a repost or something like that. We need to do a better job of taking those and making those the 30 second segments, which I've just started on reels, but we need to make those the 30 second one minute hits as well. Yep. And so that's where what we're looking at as next level steps for us. Yep. Katie, what would you, I mean, my question wasn't exactly clear, but what would you say to that, that idea? I think taking it a slightly different direction is I agree with what Ray's saying. I would say that one thing you need to think about too, is that, as we said earlier, YouTube's a search engine. So the content you're going to be putting on YouTube is not necessarily going to be the same content that you would put on your Instagram. Cause like, you know, YouTube, you're going to do a pros and cons or five reasons why you should live in this, in this suburb or this County or this town or neighborhood. Right. Like, and that stuff isn't things that may resonate with your Instagram audience, right? So you may put a picture of you in that town and say, hey, if you're trying to move here, you know, when they don't read your caption, if you're trying to move here, you know, check out my YouTube video. Um, but I think that that's, that's one of the differentiations that like, you know, Ray does a lot of different stuff outside of, you know, just regular selling because he's a broker donor, right? He, he has a bunch of podcasts and shows and things like that. Um, so for like an average agent that, you know, just sells homes, like I think that differentiation needs to be made because they're not, you know, making podcasts and and distributing them over, you know, tons of different platforms. Um, but I mean, uh, outside of that, with with those long and short form things, I would, I would completely agree with what Ray says. And I would also say with YouTube, YouTube doesn't have the same appetite that Instagram has, for instance. Facebook and Instagram need to be fed really, really often in terms of content. Yeah. I mean, the more you give them, they just get hungrier for more content. And that's part of how you build up your following. If you can get consistent at outputting content um, four, five, six, seven times a week, it's going to help your growth. Obviously, the content needs to be reasonably good, but it's, it's you know, I've often said that uh, Instagram and Facebook burn cheap gas and YouTube burns premium gas. YouTube, if you look at the biggest YouTubers on the planet, sometimes they're only releasing videos once a month. You can get away with longer form videos that last a lot longer. I'm not saying you can't post more often to YouTube, but this is to Katie's point about diversifying what's appropriate for YouTube and what's appropriate for Instagram. I would say, let me give you peace and to say that YouTube's content doesn't have to come out as often. Now, obviously you need to have some body of content there. Otherwise, you know, YouTube doesn't want to send people to go watch your video as a recommended video. If there's no place for them to go next because you're kind of a cul-de-sac, in terms of they can't show ads and they can't keep people on their platform and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I just, again, recognizing the the discernible difference between YouTube is people are searching for content to find it. That means they're coming with a longer attention span to watch it. What are the questions you're looking to get answered versus Instagram? We're just scrolling, 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 yeah, right. looking for content. 
which means I think Instagram and those platforms, Facebook, Instagram, your opportunities to slice and dice that longer form YouTube content into little clips and chops is exponentially more useful there than it is on, I think, YouTube. That's that's my perspective on it. Well, and I think too, talking about that frequency, like with YouTube, like if you are only posting once a month, like that cadence should be at the same time every single month over and over again, right? It shouldn't be like, yeah. I posted once in January and then, you know, I posted Here's February later. 1st and then, yeah. you know, March 31st, right? Like it should Agreed. be like the first Monday of every month so that the viewers kind of get used to that cadence and that Yes, frequency. yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think you guys I both to- do an exceptional job. Ray, were you jumping in? I missed some, I think I over talked. Yeah, I want to challenge Katie on one thing though. I think you can take like a pros and cons type video and make that very consumable Instagram content by like, you know, you take one of the pros and that's a 30 second piece, right? I agree. Well, yeah, like that, but not like putting it on IGTV, right? Like I think the shorter form definitely is, right? As a a shorter IGTV or a real or just a regular 60 second or less video. Yes. But like putting your YouTube, your 15 minute YouTube video on IG, like that's won't get work. the engagement that you want. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, I would like to. I I would challenge both of you on that. I think it depends on the content. Um, yeah. I have every intention of posting this to Instagram when we're done today, and I've done it before, and it will I'm do sure pretty darn well. Yeah. <laughs> I expect I it. A, I do want to address something in the comments so that people are talking about the scripting and how to write. Can we have like a real short exercise on how to get bits of content out of a piece, and you can just like. Why don't you just like throw an idea and I'll take you through the process of what I go through whenever I look at something so that people can just hear like how to come up gobs gobs of content about some subject in real estate. Uh, Kick us off. I'm not sure I'm fully understanding what you want, what the exercise is you want to go through. So Katie, what's some real estate topic that you want to develop into a idea or catalog of videos? Um, It could be anything. Random. Can I, I'll, I'll, can I jump in Katie? Yeah, just moving to Houston, yes. moving to Houston. Okay. Well, I don't know about Houston, but let's just go moving. All right. Moving. So, so in the category of moving, what I would do is say, okay, we're going to talk about moving to Houston or moving from somewhere to here. So in the category of moving, what are all the problems that come out, right? What are all the things that you have to solve as a real estate agent? What are all the things that you hear clients say? And I'll just spend some time writing all those questions, right? So maybe some of the questions are what part of Houston, uh, where do you go to set up your utilities? Um, where do you, where are the dog parks, daycares, where, you know, so you write all these questions. Then when you're looking at your content, you can say, okay, what's going to be the most clickable content in that to start. And you take one of those items and start to bullet point it. Right. So, um, if they're maybe like, where do you go out to eat in Houston? All right. So how do we, how do we now create, let's say you wanted to create a hundred videos about where to eat in Houston. How in the world would you do that? Well, you can start with categories of like, let's just start with taco trucks. What are the best taco trucks in Houston? And you have a video series about taco trucks in Houston. And that could be 15, 16, however many taco trucks you have. So that's like 16 videos right there, right? Then uh, you've only done taco trucks. You haven't even touched sushi bars. So then you go to the sushi bars and you just, and it could be, it, 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 and you don't have to do the real expensive, like I, I had a thing called Sweet Home Arkansas that was expensive and time consuming. It doesn't have to be that. You can literally take your cell phone and say, Hey man, I'm trying this taco. This is this awesome taco truck. Here Stephen Kim created a little, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Stephen Foodie Kim. Fridays with Stephen Kim. He kills it like that. Right. And you don't have to, you don't have to create an exhaustive script for this and you don't have to sit down and write, just have some bullet points about what you want to cover. 
And so if you, let's say you take a, now a microscopic part of real estate, having a pool, is that a good idea or bad idea? So then you talk about the pros and cons of having a pool in the backyard. Then you can interview someone who installs pools. Then you can interview someone who does landscaping around pools. Then you can interview a chemical person, someone who says you can make your own chemicals. Then you can talk to pool people in the area that are pool guys and all that stuff. Then you can also talk to people that don't want a pool. What are the reasons you talk, you talk to? So there's like all these little pieces of content you can create around something that's seemingly minute. And so the amount of content available to real estate agents is endless. Can I, there are, there's a television network devoted to our industry. True. And so if, if all else fails, just watch that for a little bit and look at the ads and pick out some of those ads because those ads are running for the problems that the consumers are watching the television show for. So and I want to offer those problems. So Ray and Katie, I want to get your comments on this or anything else you want to add. And then I'm going to comment on this. Um, real quick, and then I think we're about out of time because I know you have an appointment to go to in a second. Um, I would say, I love that idea, Ray. I think that is a really, really meticulous strategy. I think it's incredibly appropriate for YouTube. I think if you want to be somebody who really dominates YouTube, you want every search phrase, and you want to just own it, you know how people are looking and what they're looking for, I think that's a great YouTube strategy. I think the challenge is most agents are probably more active on Instagram, Facebook, and those platforms, which is more of a revolving door just I'm posting about things. I go to somebody like Katie's strategy where Katie's got, uh, you said like, I think it's Monday. You guys dropped that. What day is the neighborhood spotlight video, Katie? Uh, Wednesday and Friday. Yeah. Okay. So Wednesday, Friday, we have, we have a set rotation of, Hey, we're doing this type of series and this type of series and this type of series. And it's on kind of a revolving calendar cadence. And you're filling those buckets on every Wednesday or every Friday or every other Wednesday or every other Friday. And it allows you to have kind of a comprehensive content approach mm -hmm. versus why is Ray so into taco trucks for the last two months yeah, on Instagram? <laughs> but, no, but, but I can see like, I can see where that's super useful for YouTube, but I think for a lot of agents, yeah. and this is what I'd be thinking about. I'd be thinking about, okay, um, I'm going to create a pro tip series. I'm going to create a podcast and I'm going to create like a business spotlight series. And I'm going to make those my three top level pieces of content. And then how many different ways can I slice and dice those to take one piece each and turn it into nine or 18 or 27 pieces yeah. of content. I think that's the cascading slicing and dicing that we should be thinking about in a world where we cross market between YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and everywhere else. Um, obviously there are discernible differences between each of those platforms, but most agents really don't have the time to completely invest in those differences. They're looking for a comprehensive content strategy. That's, that's my philosophy. That's where I would differ with you, Ray. If that makes sense, what I just said. Yeah, I could, I could see that. I still like my idea better because it's my idea. But I, <laughs> well, anybody no, I with say, a beard would. <laughs> yeah. I'd say like on specifically a taco thing, right? Uh, so you can put all of those out over time on YouTube, right? And then you could recycle those every Tuesday for a year. Taco Tuesday. You, you could. Right? So, but, but the problem is going to be you're going to be so invested in creating that content because it's so deep that how are you going to have time oh. to create other content for other platforms? No, no. I was saying like quick versions of that stuff. Quick All right. hits, like using your cell phone, like tasting a taco, talking about Louie back there in the taco truck, and then just moving on to something else. Tacos, I presumably? Think you still need, yeah. The pools, maybe. Quesadillas. Quesadillas. <laughs> any problems that there are in the real estate, I think, you know, having the pro tip series, I think that's hugely beneficial. 
And, but I think you can spend a little bit of time creating this other content that's ancillary pieces of content that you can throw out there for fun. And you don't have to be like a month yeah. of tacos, but I was just using that as an example. You could go deep on anything, but I don't think you have to be so well scripted and well produced that it necessarily fits YouTube. Yeah. I think something like that would really fit an IGTV and more, it would seem more spontaneous, feel more low production. I think you get a lot of people watching it. I th so I would characterize the difference between what you and I said, between your talking about how do we own a topic and go as nuanced deep as possible so that we have every yeah. little, every little element of that topic covered. And what I'm saying is I would rather have a more balanced general approach to how I could produce content, pro tips, yeah. podcasts, whatever. And I'm going to get on a cyclical basis, weekly, biweekly, monthly, whatever yeah. it is. And I'm going to add to those buckets every single time so that it grows as a body of work over time. That would be my yes. philosophy. I think they're both right in that. Yes. I don't think you have to like only stream the tacos is what I'm saying. You Katie's can have a bunch of different things happening at the same time. Katie, be they a, are be both a right. judge. Vote Katie. Tell us if either of us are making any sense to anybody watching. So I um, vote on eating more tacos and also putting yeah. out more content. So I think you yeah, both win. You Okay. Just, you know, not all the content needs to be about tacos, you know? So. Yes, I would agree with that. I'm just saying you can pick anything. Pools. Pools can be in there too. Yeah. Pools too. Pools. pools eating in tacos, tacos in pools would be another content pillar Doggy to, to employ. I'm telling you. No, I mean, I'm I think... about to do this, guys. I'm going to blow the, blow the viewership out of the water. <laughs> all right. Um, Katie, I think last to address to what Victoria, I think to address what Victoria said, like in regards to like, trying to cut a 45 to 60 second clip into 15 second reels, like reels can be anywhere between 15 to 30 seconds. So like I would, if I were you, Victoria, like focus on doing that 45 to 60 second content, perhaps make it 30 to 60 and do it as a reel instead of trying to cut it up. Because I think that's too short to cut to 15 to 30 seconds. Um, just addressing that directly. But like what I find to be super beneficial and how like we got into video was doing Facebook lives, right? So whether that's an interview like this, where yeah. you're doing it through like a streaming software, or, you know, you go live and you invite a friend on with you directly through Facebook, you can download this and then you can cut that up. And so if that's not something you're doing, you can have, you know, a college student or, you know, a marketing assistant or even someone yeah. on Fiverr do it. So whenever we're shooting podcasts, I'm sitting there with a piece of paper in front of me and when Jason says something compelling, I write down, you know, on the time clock 522 and, you know, whatever that point was. And then someone says something else, I put 1015. So then my editor knows to go to that, that point and figure out what they were saying. And sometimes she'll have to ping me and be like, what's the title supposed to be on this? But that way then it's, it's cut up and, you know, shorter pieces. So yeah. I wouldn't focus on cutting 60 seconds down to 15. I would just post it as 60 or post it as 15 and then focus on that longer form I think uh, and cut that up. Yeah, I can't, I, this, the slicing and dicing video strategy really does work best when you're working from some kind of a longer form top level content and you can break it down because suddenly you have so many things to pull from. And the idea of you just making a little note, hey, grab this, grab this, grab this and turn it into, and I've seen you use like the little wave grams where it's like the bouncing yeah. up and down fader and it's an audio only thing. I've seen you mix it up in a lot of different ways. I think the central point of this whole podcast is, look, step one, figure out where am I creating content for? Step two, what is the content I'm making at the top level? Step three is how are all the different ways I can slice and dice that particular level of content, each bucket, and generate more pieces out of it? Because the thing we know is they're not reading all the captions. They're not listening to every detail. And you have to, in part, curate that for your audience. 
Um, and I would definitely tell y'all if you're writing, if you're writing what you think are good captions, dig back through and steal some sentences here and there. You'll get posts for days out of that stuff. Any, any final does thoughts, this, guys? Does this mean on now all of your posts, I can just write old news <laughs> as a, as a comment? I prefer you. <laughs> Look, if anybody, if anybody wants to do like hashtag old news, it'll be the inside joke that you made it to this point in the broadcast and I'll there give you, you, it's okay. Cause you're already here at this point. That's fine. That's fantastic. Okay. Uh, any parting thoughts, guys? I know you got to go to an appointment, Ray. And I, I think this has been a fun conversation. Yeah, it's good. No, just more tacos, I think. All right, more tacos. More tacos, today. more content. Okay, so everybody, Ray, where can they send you the tacos? What's your, pre- what do you kind of talk about? Uh, just find like? me at Ray Zorbeck, R A Y Z O R B A C K. I actually just posted to my Instagram uh, the best tacos in Central Arkansas. So I, like I was like, who are you talking with over there? You're like out there completely disengaged in our conversation. <laughs> it was breaking my heart. All right. No, that was good. That was good. Uh, Katie, where can they connect with you um, just so they can stay in touch? Yeah, on Instagram, move me to Texas, M O V E M E T O T X. Cool. All right. Y'all are the best. You guys are rock stars at content creation. Um, and then I probably should have said this up front because I'm under no illusion. Content creation is a lot of work, but it's also a lot of reward when you do it. Would you guys attest to that? Yeah. Um, 100%. Absolutely. It does. Like, I know each of you is running a great business, selling a lot of houses. Sometimes social media and content gets in the way of agents selling houses. I, I think there's a, which goes back to Ray's opening point about, hey, look, Look for opportunities to capture content from in the field. How can you try to be more efficient with mapping out your day and capturing content around your day? I know like a lot like Phil Gurness, he has his videographer follows him around on vlogs and things like that. It's an efficiency factor in terms of getting content out of the day, but then also taking your top level content and figuring out how many different, how many different ways can this be sliced and diced and repurposed to my viewership to build more awareness around the content. And you two are both masters at this. So thank you guys very much. Um, leave a comment, tag a friend, hopefully you got some value today and you can make some more content and ultimately some more money out of what you learned. Have a great day, guys. Bye y'all.